From beanies to carry bags and from shoes to caps, browse our shop now at tntradio.live. Informative and engaging. Rick Munn. Rick Munn on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Wow, that takes me right back exactly two years to the day when Rick Munn, that's me by the way, made his debut appearance on TNT. It was a fateful Monday morning. It was the 17th of January, 2022. I hadn't a clue what I was doing. I was thrown in at the deep end. I was just about to drown in live radio. But hey, I managed to stay afloat that day and I've been floating along ever since. Uh, I've been two years on the air today. So many of you people actually have been there from the start massive massive thanks to all of you folk for tagging along for these two years and also of course we've got a lot of new people coming on board at the minute too which is absolutely fantastic so i'm pretty happy today i'm feeling quite upbeat we've got a lot to get through here uh, this morning, I'm going to be talking to Gemma in just a minute, and then I have not one but two fantastic guests to talk to, the first one of which is Jason Leasatos, and then I'm going to be joined by Parallel Mike, my old sparring partner based out in the wilds of Poland, and he sent me a video yesterday of himself running through a desolate woods. It's about minus 10 degrees Celsius, and I'm not going to lie, it looked like absolute heaven to me. For me, heaven is a place where there's not many people around and there's just a lot of nature and a lot of fresh air and beauty. So Mike is going to be joining me from uh, Poland later on in the show at around about 22 the hour. So please make sure you stay tuned for that. So I'm looking at uh, a funny comment that was made this morning uh, at Dublin, Dublin airport. Uh, the moment Chinese Premier Li Kuang stepped off the plane at Dublin airport to be milked welcomed welcomed by minister eamon ryan who's a greenie he's a greenie and somebody has put a comment up here to say the largest passenger plane in the world flying halfway across the world with the premier of one of the biggest polluting countries in the world meeting the biggest clown in the world that's forcing irish farmers to cull two hundred thousand cows because their methane emissions allegedly are destroying the atmosphere how much more of a mockery can you make of people in Ireland at the minute. Very, very good point. It's an absolute farce and it's an absolute joke. Uh, someone else is saying uh, concerning Ireland, it's clear to most people now that this government is no longer working for the people and has been entirely captured by NGOs, which are non-governmental organisations, EU bureaucrats and multinational interests, say the Farmers Alliance as their political party's registration was approved who knows people farmers they could just be the people to tip the balance our way we saw it last year with the netherlands and uh, holland we saw the dutch farmers protesting like crazy over there and of course at the minute in germany uh the, the the german farmers are absolutely doing a job over there on the government and bringing massive amounts of attention to the lunacy that is the green new deals that the governments are trying to punt out now we have an irish party the farmers alliance that are uh jumping up and by the looks of things they have a hell of a lot of support and it would be great to see someone rising up uh from the, the literally the grassroots of farming no pun intended and taking the government on and not just that but defeating them in the elections and doing what's right again by the people of Ireland. So uh, that's something to bear in mind. My old mate Craig, 
uh, Craig Donald, who's one of the guys I was telling you about. He was an ex-veteran. Uh, he's living on a boat at the minute, but very happily doing so out in a place called Carrick Fergus. And Craig, if you're listening here this morning, God bless you. Uh, he has uh, turned his life around and he's doing very, very well, but he's very active. Got his feet on the ground doing protests posted a picture of himself up uh, yesterday with another chap called Stevie, undercover Stevie from the X platform from Northern Ireland. And he said, we've all got to do our bit. And that's exactly what we advocate here. Some people do a lot of uh, physical protesting. Some people are bringing uh, campaigns to people's attention on social media platforms. Other people are uh, witnessing, if you want to call it that, or evangelizing the truth to the people in their own families or their own workplaces or their own community circles. And Craig makes a very, very good point there. We have all got to do our bit and everybody's bit is different. There's people that I'll reach that you can't get to. There's people that you'll reach that I could never get to or Gemma could never get to or she can reach people uh, that Natalie can never get to. The fact is we all have our part to play and this is a war that we're in. Uh, we can't get complacent. We can't think because we've had a few victories here and there, we can take our feet off the gas. No, this is a war and we absolutely have to go full on 100% at it and take it by the throat until we get complete victory. And we will stop at nothing until that happens, especially here on the one and only TNT Today's News. Be a part of the conversation. I want representation I can trust. Have your say. Biden isn't doing enough. This is Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Gemma, this business about uh, doing our bit, really and truly, uh, when there's a war on, you know, you heard back in the Second World War about the war effort. Some people made bullets. Some people uh, made uniforms for the soldiers. Some people flew planes. Some people operated radios. Some people did Morse code. Some people were in the trenches. Some people were uh, piloting boats or doing whatever. Everybody has something they can do, don't they? No matter who you are or how much money you've got or how much reach you think you've got, everybody can be doing something. Yeah, and it's a, it's a, it can be a personal as well as a political kind of demonstration of standing up to the system. And you're quite right, and a very rousing editorial for your second anniversary, mm. Rick, I must say. Mm. Got fire in your belly today midweek. Yes, mm. very nice indeed. Um, but yeah, you can do all sorts of things. In fact, I was reading a, a, a an email that someone had sent me about their recent stay in hospital, and they said that just proves to a point that the last place you ever want to go now, if you are even got anything remotely wrong with you, is a hospital. He's, he was telling me about his appalling situation there. And it's he said that, I truly believe the most radical thing we can do is be as physically fit and strong and healthy as we possibly can. That's also part of being in a war, isn't it? You know, the fitness of the troops uh, and, the, and the fitness of your army, their strength, their mental strength, their physical strength. I think, you know, as we go into a year and we're in a cold snap here in the UK and Ireland, you know, uh, health and fitness should be at the top of everyone's agenda because if we're all fit and strong, we don't need to engage with the narrative that, uh, that any of them are selling to us. I mean, they're going to be talking about disease X in, uh, in Davos today. The panel are convened. No, such a disease X. We're not going to get disease X if it, if it exists or not, which it doesn't. Um, you know, we, we're strong, we're fit, we're an army and we're galvanizing. So that's what mm. I think, uh, certainly on a personal level, what I'm doing this year, getting as fit as I can. Get strong, get fit, galvanize. That should be our mantra. Instead of stay home, protect the NHS, save lives, get strong, get fit and galvanize. Absolutely, why not? We should be chanting that ourselves at least uh, once or twice a day. And if we implement that, as you rightly say, you know, it doesn't guarantee anything being, you know, fit and well. Anybody can take sick at any time. However, it stacks the odds massively, massively, massively in our favor. And how many times have we scoffed uh, at people uh, in the cops, for example, nowadays that are, you know, not knocking people that are overweight 
overweight, you know, we all suffer to a degree, you know, with body issues and, you know, people are conscious about things, but there's some jobs, Jamie, you just need to be fit for. Like if you're a fireman, for example, or if you're a cop, you should be at least fit enough to chase a suspect down the road without getting out of puff and taking a heart attack after about 20 feet, shouldn't you? Of course, absolutely. I think she, I, I'm arguing you should be fit for any job. I mean, mm -hmm. you and I, our jobs are quite sedentary. And I think that this is definitely the, the way the world has gone with us all sitting in front of screens, mm -hmm. whether or not, even if you're in the resistance and even if you're galvanizing, we all in the alternative freedom movement, if that's what we call it, we spend a lot of time on screens. In the new media, we spend a lot of time on screens. That's the design. That's the way that the system has, has, has engineered mm -hmm. the human race now to be fat and to be sedentary, to be slothful. It's not the way nature and, and the creator intended us to be. We're supposed to be active in fact i was reading the other day because i'm on a fitness tip i put a little bit of christmas terry on just like everybody else um, but the human body is designed and uh, designed when we were hunter gatherers to walk steadily between two and 20 miles a day it's two hours for a lot of people, uh, two miles for a lot of people, two and 20 miles a day. That's nearly three quarters of an hour for some people, two miles, if they've not been, been used to it. But that's how the human body is designed. And of course, the, the kind of elite agenda to merge us with technology and keep us sedentary and plugged in all the time means we're completely going against nature and then we become reliant on drugs to make us better. So we know it's an agenda. We know it's engineered. But even I and you, we fall foul of it, sitting down, researching, scrolling. It, it's the curse of modern life. And it's definitely not what we're supposed to be doing so yeah fitness first fitness first to paraphrase a gym company here in the uk mm. fitness first indeed and uh we've got a story here as well this is one of these uh heat or eat type stories and i don't know about you you mentioned christmas you put on a few pounds over christmas i think maybe most people did money was spent a lot of excess money was spent on food uh heating's on all the time now it's freezing cold here in ireland of course uh you know petrol prices have just went up because of all the attacks in the red sea uh, inflation that allegedly has been halved under rishi sunak last year again when i go to the local supermarket or a big supermarket i'm not seeing that translated into the prices that i'm paying at the basket and after christmas a lot of people are busted right now because they've shelled out a lot of money, maybe on presents for people they don't particularly like, and uh, they've bought them things that they're never going to use and they can't really afford to do in the first place. I'd say a lot of people are feeling the pinch now in January, and we're into this heat or eat situation with many families in the UK. Yeah, and today inflation has gone up uh, yet again. It's gone to 4%. The figures have come out today. Uh, despite this, the Chancellor Jeremy Hunt says the government plans are working to bring it down. Doesn't look like that. It was expected to fall to 37 It's gone up to 4%. Uh, what you can argue is the worst time of the year. We're in a massive cold snap. Uh, energy prices have just gone up. Um, people are struggling now between heating and eating. No one's got any money after Christmas. It's a time for people to review their finances. But it is something of a lockstep because France... Germany and America all have similar inflation rises to contend with. And uh, you know, most analysts are saying that prices have risen globally since the pandemic. Inflation has risen globally. That was part of the plan. We know that. And they show no signs of coming down. What is interesting in the UK, just what we were talking about, health and fitness, is they're blaming the rise um, on the price of uh, cigarettes and alcohol. Um, they say they had the biggest impact on price rises. They rose by 12.8% and people are buying them in record numbers. And of course, so you know the reason why people turn to booze and cigarettes and cigarettes and alcohol is because people are so bloody depressed and fed up. Mm -hmm. um, those are the two legal means where you can at least find some a little bit of comfort 
in your life. But that's what they're blaming the the, the four percent rise on. Um, so yeah, the pressure's on at this time of the year. And forty percent of people uh, quoted in a recent survey said they expected their finances to get worse this year. That paints a very bleak picture. And it it is he or e. We're in minus temperatures now in January. We are in a very severe cold snap. Arctic air is over us. Snow in many parts of the UK. You mentioned snow before we uh, mm-hmm. came on air, Rick, just outside of your window. And the energy mm-hmm. prices are quite extortionate. I think extortion is a, is a good word. It's prices for shareholder profits, isn't it? So that's where we are. And the other thing it will affect is the other thing we've all got um, is mobile phone bills, because most mobile phone companies link their bills to inflation and, and they do put them up. It's a controversial policy that the phone companies have got, but it's a policy that's in place. So not only are your heating bills being affected, uh, your phone bill too. And we've all got one of those, unfortunately. So yeah, the heat is, is on financially, even if it's not on literally in the UK. The other thing uh, Natalie and I were discussing briefly was uh, insurance for cars. If you drive a car at the minute, you will absolutely know about it when you get your renewal notice three. We even had a chap on uh, Refuse Nick Paul, who even after shopping around, he was happy to see a 25% increase after shopping around on his insurance premium for his car. They were quoting him double, 100% increase, but he managed to get it somewhere else on a price comparison website for a 25% increase. And they'd say that it's because of the scarcity of parts for secondhand cars, uh, cars could be off the road, they're out more money, the prices are going up, up, up. My renewal came through yesterday with a 25% increase on it. I managed to negotiate it down to about a 15% increase and actually got off quite lightly compared to other people. And also, Gemma, it's worth noting that if you do pay for car insurance, uh, annually, it's a huge lump sum, six, seven, eight hundred quid. Most people don't have that to pay for the insurance annually, so they get you to take it out on a monthly basis. And the APR for the credit uh, agreement to do your insurance is around about twenty six percent APR. So effectively, you're taking out a loan at credit card rate interest just to insure your car and paying insurance premium tax on top of that. There is absolutely no escape at the minute. Uh, the, the assault on our pockets is absolutely relentless and merciless. It is. And it's all for corporate greed, isn't it? Because as I just alluded to there, you know, the energy prices are to keep the shareholders happy. It's to keep their profits at a consistent level. It'd be the same for insurance companies. It's to keep those at the top uh, happy and, and quiet and, and, and used to the dividends and bonuses and the shareholder payouts. Um, and we, we fund the whole lot. And that that is the biggest scourge of modern society is corporate greed, corporate power. We know that the water companies here have practically ruined the British countryside by the amount of sewage that they've let leak into the water systems, mm-hmm. uh, the wildlife that has died, because they don't care. The half of them are owned by foreign investors who only care about one thing, their shareholders. That's where we are in society. And that Going back to your original point, Rick, is why it's so important we stand up to all this and we galvanize and we do everything that we can. We do our bit to stand up to these horrible psychopathic institutions and say, no, you're wrecking our world and we're not having it. No, we're not. And we'll have to stand up to it and we'll have to stand up to it collectively because just you and I doing it on our own or a few people that are listening in or people all over the world, if we're doing it individually, in little pockets here and there are ones or twos that's not going to work we need to keep this relentless push on to try and shake people into consciousness and then into affirmative action which i don't think anyone could accuse us of not doing here uh, on tnt or today's news talk on a regular basis so big thanks to you Gemma, as always uh, for your input this morning always sterling and also Gemma will be back with james freeman in the next star on the freeman report but in the meantime stay tuned i have a guest jason leah satos incoming here to our secret location in the gold coast in australia don't go away stay tuned for more here on tnt 
TNT's Jeremy Nell. Nice comment here from Rebecca. She says, the youngest people um, I work with are a bit more mature, but their interactions with the public is stifled. And she's referring to the excessive use of cell phones and social media and how it's making them so antisocial also. The business is open six days a week. One of his staff members formally requested that they shouldn't, you know, that they could they be given permission not to have to work on Wednesdays so that they could help at the dog shelter. Now, as you know, I'm a dog lover. I have hunting dogs. I've got dogs coming out of my ears, my Malinois. And this dog, this Malinois, is bright even by Malinois standards. She can do crossword puzzles. Is lying under my desk at the moment feeling sorry for herself because she's just come on heat for the first time and she's completely bewildered. She doesn't know why she's bleeding to death. It's not about whether it's a good or a bad thing to work at animal shelters. That's a delightful thing. It's a noble thing to do. But who in their right minds goes to their boss and says, would you mind? I'd rather not work on Wednesdays if it's okay because I've got other priorities in a, in a town down the road. Jeremy now on today's News Talk TNT. It's been said that when someone you love has Parkinson's, you have Parkinson's. The truth is, Parkinson's disease doesn't just affect the diagnosed. It affects everyone who supports and helps care for them. Worldwide, over 10 million people are living with Parkinson's, a neurological disease that affects movement. And with so many places to search for information, it can be difficult to know where to begin. The Parkinson's Foundation has answers. Answers for everyone in the fight. We can help you understand the disease, help you find expert care, give you tips for living a better life, share the latest research, help you find local support, and there's a free helpline you can call. Find your answers and join us in the fight against Parkinson's. To learn more, please go to parkinson.org or call 1-800-4PD-INFO. The Parkinson's Foundation. Better lives together. Unbiased information. Honest and forthright. News without the misinformation. It doesn't matter what side you're from. What matters is what you say, the truthfulness behind it. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Okay, I'm really happy to be joined. This is my new mantra. I'm really happy to be joined for the first time on Locked and Loaded by a new guest because there's a lot of new blood coming in uh, through the veins and arteries of TNT Radio and one red blood cell in particular that's gracing our left ventricle of the heart is none other than Mr. Jason Leo Satos. It's his first time, I believe, uh, on TNT. It's certainly his first time uh, talking to me here on Locked and Loaded. He is an author, uh, he is an artist, and he's also a host of his own talk show which is called project humanity i like the sound of that one he also has a new book out called the emergency transformation of human beings and you can check out yeah there it is there if you're watching us in that uh, glorious technicolor you can have a look <laughs> at that there check out his website which is jason leo satos l-i-o-s-a-t-o-s.com and doubtless you'll be able to pick up a copy of that there how's that for an intro jason did you like it yeah, it's not bad. That can't be me. That sounds too good, uh, Rick. Yeah, 
I, I need to I need to scale it back in case I give you a big head here. We don't want that. We don't want our guests <laughs> getting big heads uh, on the TNT radio. But listen, thank you so much uh, for coming on this morning. We have an awful lot to talk about. Uh, I mean, I, I could delve into this whole business about Project Humanity. We could talk about uh, the dire situation that I believe uh, mankind is in at the minute. But if we can take a focus at the moment, uh, there's one article in particular uh, that we'd ha- highlighted to have a talk about, which is a little bit of a sleep at the minute. Uh, a lot of talk on the war front over the last few years is obviously centered around uh, Ukraine and Russia with Russia's, quote, special military operation that was launched almost two years ago and is faltering a little bit in terms of the public consciousness. That was replaced on October the 7th by uh, the Israel-Palestine war that was declared. Now we have the whole shenanigans and skullduggery in the Red Sea, Yemen, Iran. Iran is bombing uh, Iraqi bases. Uh, Syria is getting involved. Everybody seems to be throwing their hat in the ring. But the sleepers, in my opinion, uh, are Taiwan and China. There's been rumblings over there about conflict, but it hasn't brewed to the surface yet. Could 2024 be the year that this goes pop? Yeah, sorry, Rick, I wasn't ready there. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, do you condemn Hamas, uh, Rick? Yeah. Mm. No, it's a, it's an amazing time to be alive. Stop me because this is my whole subject is, is about the human human condition and what what people forget to realize a lot of the time is what, what we're seeing play out is consequences and feedback loops and outcomes from decisions previously made with or without vision and wisdom. Often, uh, uh, obviously, without vision and wisdom and mostly for short-term greed, power, profit, uh, etc. If you're looking from uh, Earth from space, there's no borders, Rick. So we've all been turned against each other, and it, you know, without going too much into detail, um, it is a tremendous time now. And in one sense, it's a very exciting time. We've got to remember that it's daunting and terrifying too. But um, it is an exciting time because it is almost like I hate the word awakening, but it is like a giant awakening. And these things that are happening are triggering uh, that awakening, really. And, and and people can see things more. Years ago, you couldn't see what was happening in Iraq when I was when I was demonstrating with Tony Benn outside uh, the American Embassy in London many years ago. No one knew what was going on, but now everyone's got a phone. They can see it like in Israel. You can see what's going on in real time. But I want to just say to people very briefly before I start, it's a great analogy. Uh, beekeeping is a very uh, interesting subject. And um, there's a film called The Beekeeper, which I, I, I recommend to people that's out at the moment in England. Um, in a beehive, uh, Rick, when uh, there's rogue uh, uh, elements, like if a bee or gets too full of himself or stuff, they, they have to take it out of the hive, otherwise it's going to destroy, threaten the existence of the whole hive. But unfortunately, in this system we're living in, these, these rogue people, uh, these power-crazed people who get into positions of power, without vision and wisdom and without the future of humanity in, in, in mind, just short-term greed and power and profit. Um, often they're, they're almost um, unchallengeable. The system's designed that way, so you can't challenge them, you know. In an ideal system, anyone who shows uh, there'd be a no-tolerance issue, they'd be, they'd be quarantined and put into a position where they can't do any more damage. But we're seeing chaos uh, reign in, in, in the world at the moment. Uh, it's, it's unbelievable what's happening and such 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 lies and cheating anthony blink blinken saying oh you know it's we got a, it's not going going well in israel but meanwhile they're selling them the bombs so ethical compromise is a, is, is a great great um uh problem in the world and for most people it's excruciating rick because they can't seem like they can do anything about it but like your gem i just heard Gemma talking about it very important getting yourself right 
and get in your health right and get in your consciousness right because there's a huge vibration shift now most people can feel it a lot of people don't know what it is it's like a recovery it's like a spiritual recovery we've been dulled off choked off by the system from when we first went to school we're, we're brainwashed and controlled and made to be good little girls and boys not to question anything to be very subservient this is why tnt is so good because it's a smelling salts for people it's an awakening for people it's, it's helping people to have the courage themselves to step forward and the choking hands of the system from cradle to uh, uh, grave basically choke off our, our metamorphic glands and, and we don't become the great powerhouses and amazing people that we are. We're kept in slavery and bondage and um, and fear with debt bills and, 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 and we're in a continual state of anxiety. It's terrible. And to be in that state is, is torture for most people. But I want to say it's an exciting time to people. It's very important. The demonic entities that are possessing these people are becoming uh, more and more obvious now and that's a very exciting time what happens now well that's up to everybody because you're the midwives of the future you're the thing that wants to be born there is a new system that wants to be born rick i know you know it sounds a bit sort of spiritual but it's true it, okay. and i've said to i've said to patrick anderson before there's a big boot on its cervix. It doesn't want that new system to be born. It wants to keep the old slavery in place, uh, people of subservience and people in fear. And like Gemma said, and the, 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 the new, you know, X virus is coming, continual fear, people can't pay their bills. It's slavery. And that's what a lot of people don't want to face. Most people don't want to face the fact that it's slavery uh, from cradle to grave. And that's got to change. We've got to create new systems. Uh, independent of government control because they're clearly psychotic uh, crazed people and um, that's becoming more and more obvious now which is very very exciting really because before people couldn't see it you know and they don't like the truth light of truth being shone on them you know but, but years ago it was it, there was always that slowness between when they did something and when the truth of what they were doing was shone on them now it's almost instant um, that that time lag is falling away which is very exciting of course then the next question is what you do you know um, what can you do you just sit back and, and and watch these people destroying the planet there's no borders from space we're one big family we've been divided and conquered and um it, it, there is a great awakening now there's, there's a remembering and unraveling it's like a spiritual recovery and we've got to know that and we've got to raise our vibration while we're still in the slavery uh and and, and the old food shortages the red sea ukraine israel we've still got to work on ourselves within that and rise, raise our vibration because that's the most important thing because in a state of fear it's paralytic to consciousness and development and blossoming and that's it, that, that that's terrible you know what wow <laughs> i'm kind of glad we're not actually going to talk about taiwan and china because i think what we're going to talk about is going to profit people an awful lot more than a general geopolitical discussion over something that may or may not happen in 2024 uh over in the far east so a lot of what you said there i've, I've written a few uh bullet points down in that uh that I don't want to call it a speech. I mean it with nothing but respect. That was a fantastic uh, monologue that you gave there about the state of play that we're in and what the future may or may not hold, depending on what our mental state and our approach to it is. We've got to take a little break just for 30 seconds uh, for news. And when we come back, I want to break into that a little bit further. Some of the words that you came out with there uh, might ring with a lot of people that are listening in at the minute. So please stay tuned. Don't go away. I'll be back in conversation with Jason in just a minute uh, here at Live on TNT, today's news talk. Time to read some news. TNT Radio News. Matt Boyland here with a quick look at your TNT headlines. 
US Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene has held an independent hearing examining the injuries and deaths caused by experimental COVID-19 vaccines. The deadly mRNA shots have also been linked to a surge in excess deaths and serious cardiac events in the UK. And Russian President Vladimir Putin has met with North Korea's foreign minister in Moscow as the two countries move to boost bilateral ties. The common housefly caught in the clutches of the spider's web. Every move it makes just makes matters worse. Then dinner time. Feast on the captivating stories, videos, and helpful information on our website. Whoa. Dinner's ready. Oh, man. Escape is futile. Just one more video. Get stuck in our web. TNTradio.live. You know, at the end of the day, the buck stops with us with uh, where we're at. You know, we do have, there's things that we have no control over in this world, okay? Some things we can campaign about, we can never change, but we do have control over our own bodies. We do have control to a greater degree over our own minds and over our own lives. And I think, Jason, a lot of the things that are being thrown at people at the minute is to distract people from setting their own house in order first and foremost, before people actually come together collectively to topple the system that is trying to throttle us or to suffocate us or to asphyxiate us, or as you made the, the throttling gesture around people's necks, that's effectively what these systems uh, are aimed to do. You mentioned the word fear. Uh, I believe that fear is the opposite of faith. And if you can keep people in a perpetual state of fear, then it crushes any uh, faith that there will be that things could turn out for the better. And I also believe that people, uh, they want to try and keep people in a despairing state. They want to remove hope. They want people to look at the world and the outlook as being bleak. There's no hope. There's no way this is going to turn around. That's a state of depression despair rather than a state of hope and it's a little bit like an ember you know in a in a fire as long as that little thing's burning if you can fan it a little bit add a little bit more fuel on there the spark is up and then the inferno starts to rage again i think really everything these days is geared up to knock the stuffing out of us to remove the hope replace it with despair to remove the faith replace it with fear and snuff on sight for once and for all but damn it it's not going to happen is it well said rick and and I, th I think um, I've said this on many shows um, with Patrick many times is is, is we've got to realise first where we are. And, and that takes a lot of courage, Rick, you know. Uh, good Jeff, I've quoted him many times. He said, if you want to escape from prison, you've first got to see the prison, you know. Mm -hmm. And that can be personal and global, right? But then we've got to accept the system is like cannibalism, really. I mean, it's a bit drastic to say that, but it's designed to take, 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 not give. It's not designed, if someone came from another planet of symbiosis without money and freedom and happiness and love and everything revolved around that, um, and it, they wouldn't believe that this system is designed for power, short-term greed, power, profit, and, and slavery and debt. It's designed for that. And my wife said once, they don't give you too much money on a basic wage or you wouldn't come back next week. It's well designed. But that's not that's not something that should be uh, depressing for people. It just must inspire us that we want to create something different. We're, you know, it's learned helplessness in school, as I said earlier on. But the exciting thing is, it's like a cancer that's not only exposing itself now; it's eating itself. So 
it's almost like the work we do, for want of a better word, the work we do, our conscience and our ethical alarm bell inside people like myself and Rick is ringing loud and clear. We can't help but talk about this. Listen, I could be living in Greece now on my family's island in Kefalonia, lying in the sun picking olives. I can't because I've got a moral and ethical alarm bell inside me which says something's going wrong. There's people, it's happened for thousands of years. It's been the same system for thousands of years of control and debt. There's people who haven't been born yet who are relying on everybody watching this and everybody presenting on these shows uh, to, to have a moral obligation to try and do something like Gurdjieff said, to help people understand the prison. But most people don't want to understand the prison. When most people come home from work, the last thing they want is to say, hey, let's have a look at, at my slavery. Let's have a look what, what what creates my debt and fear and slavery. So in one sense, we're being whipped all the time. But some people in the spiritual development circle says, oh, there was someone in my shop the other day. It's good. We need the pain and suffering. It helps us grow. Well, OK, let me hit you with a stick then and say thank you. So there's a lot of things we've we've got to get past this, you know. Yes, in one sense, it's true. But in another sense, uh, I do a lot of karate and I do a lot of training. It's like sometimes you've got to say, sorry, no, that's the most spiritual thing you can do. Get yourselves right. Get your life right. I've stopped drinking. I've tried to stop drinking alcohol for years. It's a terrible drug that a lot of people are trapped on. The churches were closed. The boozers were open. They were wanted people to have alcohol and, and cigarettes, yeah. like Gemma said. Yeah. So yep. I would say get yourselves right. It's the time of great awakening, a great unraveling of the old system. And that's personal as well, because if we don't get ourselves straight, we can't get everything straight. If the hundredth monkey syndrome is true and everything's connected, which I've got to say to people, there's very few absolutes you can say. One absolute is that everything is connected everywhere across the whole galaxy, if you like. Everything's connected in some intimate way. So get you put yourselves right, you start changing everything. I've noticed people are coming into my gallery now and saying, I want to stop drinking. I never told them I was stopping drinking. So there's there's a tapping of the metal filings now into conformity. And someone said to me once, at a critical time in human history, people will be brought together as if by magic. Magic. It's 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 a changing of the whole. And we can do that if we lift ourselves up spiritually and, and, and mentally and, and, and physically. That does change the whole because we're all connected. So it's a very exciting time, but it, it, it is an excruciating time. But you've got to realize that the system is showing itself the question is, can we stop it before it destroys us all? Because ultimately, there's a, you know. Jason, you said two two other words you said uh, whenever you, you, you spoke just uh, off the bat. Uh, you said chaos reigns at the minute. And let's be honest, uh, chaos is reigning at the minute. However, it is galvanizing people, bringing people together. If they hadn't did what they did or really pushed it hard in 2000 when they started locking everybody down, for example, I would never have started making little social media clips speaking out against it. Somebody in Australia wouldn't have seen it. Give me a crack at doing this job two years ago. I wouldn't be talking to you right now via Basil Valentine or Patrick Henningsen, who I would never have met in person, or Gemma Cooper, or Natalie Cheadle, or Mike Rann, or any of these people. So a lot of good is coming out, or all the people that are currently inhabiting our live chat, by the way, of which there's well over 100, and they're all very happy to hear what you have to say at the minute. So this business about chaos reigns. The chaos ultimately ultimately will be their downfall too, because chaos is by definition uncontrollable. It is chaotic. And the people that are uh, 
in charge, at least on paper, of running things into the ground at the minute. You know, there's only so far this will go before the wheels actually come off. And I've seen a lot of looting happening uh, at the moment, especially in South Africa, where, or in America, for example, where communities are robbing department stores, they're robbing convenience stores, and effectively they're getting a short-term uh, lump sum from that in terms of goods that they can sell on in the black market. But then the shop closes down and the community suffers as a whole. That is not sustainable. And I don't think the globalist model, and if we can just close in this, what your opinions on this is, the globalist model that they're employing at the minute is unsustainable because it is chaos and chaos cannot be controlled and chaos always ends up going into the abyss. What say ye? Well said. It, it, it is the system is is, is designed. It's, it's, it can't uh, it can't continue. There's no doubt about it. It's just it's crashed and started, crashed and started. And in the old Indian traditions, apparently they say, "Oh, it's, don't worry, everything's going to be fine." There's chaos. It goes round, and we crash and burn, and then we start all over again. But haven't we learnt enough about chaos and about slavery? You know, and have we learned enough about that? It's like we're caught in a revolving door. And and you, you look at all the religions fighting each other, all the different things that are going on there, you know, and, and it's like a, I, I see it like a bicycle wheel and the spokes in the middle and a lot of the religions and the things people believe in, I'm very religious and spiritual. I've had tremendous things happen to me, but I don't adhere and stick to one particular um, um, thing because once you do, everyone else is wrong and you're right. And then you start killing each other in the name of God. Mm. Okay. So don't get caught on the spokes, everybody. Yeah. Because don't get stuck on the spokes of the wheel. Go into the middle where the real peace lies. Go within yourself and find that peace where there's no, where there's, you don't have to call anything anything. But I was in Cape Town. I know, I, I, you know, I know about well, real suppression. You know. if, I, if I can, I, 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 listen, we, I'd love to talk to you all, day, <laughs> but uh, we're out of time. I've got to cut to a news break and I have another guest coming in. So I have a feeling you were about to tell us a great story there, but it will <laughs> certainly take more than 10 seconds. And 10 seconds is all we have, my friend. So I'm not being rude, but we're on a real no, schedule go for it, yeah. minute. It's good and to I just want to give you <laughs> big thanks and get people your way. Jason Leo Satos, check him out on X at Jason Leo Satos, or also he has a website, jasonleosatos.com. Feel free to check out more of his work there. And probably uh, you and I will talk again sooner rather than later. Big thanks to you, my friend, uh, for coming on. Amen. Amen. Let it be so. Uh, and in the meantime, uh, we're going to take a quick break. And then Parallel Mike is going to be beaming in from Poland. So please don't go away. Stay tuned for more here on TNT Today's News Talk. Give me a minute with TNT Radio's Steve Malsberg. I'm rarely surprised by what the mainstream media puts forth. But every once in a while, even I say, whoa, are you kidding me? Here's Jonathan Capehart with his opinion on who's responsible for the attempt to take Donald Trump off the ballot. These challenges are being brought by Republicans in those states, challenging his Trump's ability to be on the Republican primary ballot. This is this has nothing to do with Democrats. Not I mean Democrats are surely cheering what's happening, but they're not the driving force behind this. And the the, the former president. Uh, doesn't want to go there, doesn't even touch it, um, tries to reverse it and put it on Democrats when the, the call is coming from within his own party. Come on, Jonathan, you got to be kidding. Of course, the judges in Colorado who kicked him off the ballot, four Democrats. The Secretary of State in Maine who kicked him off the ballot, a Democrat. Who's rooting for all this? Democrats. Give me a break. Thanks for giving me a minute. I'm Steve Malsberg. Catch my show Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern, right here 
on TNT. The impact of a meal goes well beyond feeding our bodies. Because when people are fed, futures are nourished. Everyone deserves to live a full life. And with your help, together we can end hunger. Join the movement at feedingamerica.org slash act now. You're with Rick Munn on today's News Talk Radio. TNT. Yes, the pace, the pace, the pace is absolutely relentless at the minute, but it's good. We can handle it here on TNT and hopefully you lovely people out there seem to be enjoying it too. Listening in on our website or on our app, which is available on the Google Play Store or the App Store or watching on our uh, website, tntradio.live or YouTube, rumblebitchy.se. It's all there. And of course, if you miss an episode, uh, you can uh, re-watch it or re-listen to it again via our extensive back catalogue on Spotify, etc. So without any further ado, Mike, parallel Mike, the old chum from Poland is joining me once again here this morning. He, de- he describes himself very innocuously as an organic farmer and the host of the Parallel Systems broadcast and Parallel Mike podcast. But there's a lot more to Parallel Mike than simply organic farming. Mike, how are you doing at the minute? Yeah, I'm doing great, Rick. Thank you for having me back on in 2024. And uh, I wanted to just extend my uh my appreciation for you you've made it to two years so as we stay in poland and uh stole that which means 100 years i hope you make it to 100 years rick and if, if you do we'll do our own little uh special podcast that'll be some podcast two old duffers i'll be 150 years of age and uh you'll probably be around about 135 140 years of age so between us we'll have 300 years between us mike that would make for one hell of a podcast yeah, we can reminisce about the days of it. Well, maybe TNT Radio will still be there. I don't know. But if not, we'll do it anyways, Rick. We'll, uh, we'll chat about those times where we used to speak live on air. <laughs> we will. But listen, time time is pushing on. Time is our enemy. Talk about globalists. Talk about this. Talk about the New World Order. But for me, Mike, I don't know about you, but time is our enemy at the minute. There's so many things we have to do. So many things we have to talk about. So little time to actually do it. My previous guest that was on, a great chap, actually, you would like him. You would have a uh, great guest for you on your podcast, Jason Leo Satos. Uh, I'll send you his details afterwards. You and him. Uh, I just listened, Rick. I thought it was fantastic. Well, there you go. Uh, we were going to talk about conflict. We were going to talk about war. Uh, we didn't get around to doing it, but I know we'd penciled it in to talk with you about. Uh, we were talking about the chess pieces, mate, on the board. So we're, we're going to talk about uh, Taiwan and China potentially this year. Of course, the, the, the tensions in the Middle East are racking up literally on a daily basis, certainly on a weekly basis, and have been doing for 100 days now so, or more since October the 7th uh, during the uh, Israel-Palestine business. Poland at the minute too, a lot of upheaval going on. Election year this year, 2024, for about half the world's population. What do you reckon? Is it going to be a shit or bust this year without, uh, you know, using the Queen's English? Or what do you think? Yeah, unfortunately, I think it's going to be a year of big escalation. And I think it's going to center around Europe again. It's going to swing back. So the Middle East will continue. That will, uh, I don't think that's going to, um, simmer down it's actually gonna inflame but i think we're all also gonna see the rest of europe drawn back in there's lots of worrying signs there was a document that was released by germany uh, apparently it was leaked but you know how it goes rick they leak a document telling you what 
likely is going to happen. And it calls for three different events in Europe. So a migrant crisis at the border, the Savalki Gap, which is the uh, close to the Belarusian border. That's kind of been happening in Poland for over a year. So they expect that twin flame. They mentioned the cyber event in Europe and then also Russia moving all of the uh, medium uh, range missiles to uh, Kaliningrad, which is at the top of Poland. It's a little enclave there at the top. Most people don't even take notice of it, but you should because I think it's going to be in the media this year. So, uh, And you can see it just within countries as well, Rick. Within countries, there's a lot more talk about war. There was the guy in Sweden recently said they need to prepare for war. In Poland, they've just changed the law this week so that if you are of conscription age, if you get called up, you've got six hours, six hours to get to the local military uh, base or, or rendezvous point, or you get, or you can be put in jail, minimum sentence of three years if you don't turn up. So it's all kind of escalating. You can see it bubbling away, worrying stuff, and it's uh, it's unsettling. It's unsettling. So, so that has literally just passed this week in Poland. That uh, I, I take it it wouldn't apply to you because you're not born there, or you know, if you're a resident in Poland, does it also apply? For example, is there potential you could get conscripted uh, somewhere down the line? Well, I have I've put off my citizenship. Let's put it that way, Rick. That was the original plan, but um, but no, it won't apply to me because I'm not a Polish citizen. But yeah. if uh, if of course the if British people were mobilised, which uh. You know, they're sending 20,000 soldiers across this week for those uh, military wargaming or exercises, the largest one since the Cold War, which I know you was talking about with Natalie. Because I was listening to you on my run yesterday, Rick. I listen to you all the time. Big fan of the show. Uh, and uh, and yeah, that, so so I think, I, I think there is a propensity that this actually spreads even further. I mean, people are focusing on Central and Eastern Europe because we're very close to it, but... Uh, but who knows, Rick? It feels almost like we're all on a bobsleigh. Uh, you know what I mean? We're trapped in here. Uh -huh. It's going somewhere. And no matter what we say, no matter what the people want, no matter what our voice is saying to these so-called leaders and elites, nothing changes. We're just being forced down this track. And uh, I think that's the worst bit is we all feel a little bit helpless. Like, I, I don't know anybody who wants war, Rick. I don't know anybody who cheers on. And I actually don't even know anyone who believes the narratives anymore, which is really sad. Yeah, the whole business about war, the people that advocate for it are always the people that are sitting uh, safely uh, in the background, the rear echelon, sending people, other people out to die. We've seen Zelensky this week uh, talking about uh, ceasefires. He wants to start looking at options for peace. And as my old friend Darren Denzelow said, yeah, that's after a half a million, at least half a million people have been needlessly killed over the last two years in the conflict, potentially, depending on what uh, your source of information is. Wouldn't it be interesting, Mike? Wouldn't it be really interesting if conscription was enforced in Poland and the Polish people as a whole said we're not doing it put me in prison for three years if you want they don't have enough prison capacity to house everybody that would refuse to be conscripted to fight a politician's army or a globalist army for them would not be an incredible thing if that was to be implemented or tried to be affected and the Polish people said no they would be completely stymied what could they do they don't have the capacity to enforce it well, Rick, you can uh, you can put me in jail for three years. You can put me in jail for thirty years. But one thing you won't do is put me in a grave for globalists. It's never going to happen. But you can do what else you want with me. But I certainly won't be being sent off to any front line to fight for this. Uh, and I think there's a lot of people out there that probably have a similar opinion. Now, there was a hundred thousand people at least on the streets in. Vashava the other week uh, to protest the new government because already the new government is doing exactly what they criticised the previous government of, 
which is uh, breaking the constitutional law. They're arresting uh, opposition politicians. They tried to arrest the governor of the central bank. They wanted to put him in jail, but it was blocked by the courts. And uh, they said that he wasn't using Poland's money well. Well, do you know what he was doing, Rick? He was buying a lot of gold for the country, which I would say is a pretty smart thing. If you look at the state of the euro and the fiat currencies, he's been buying a ton of gold. So you, you can kind of see where it's all going. Are the Polish people going to do that? I don't know, Rick. It's a very patriotic country. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's also a very, very awake country. Very, very awake country for sure. Uh, there is a lot of changes on the political landscape in Poland. That's one of the one of the reasons why I like to get you on here periodically because I think uh, who who's talking about Poland in the world news? How many um, how many times you see Poland breaking through in news headlines in the mainstream media or even on alternate media? You don't see it very often, but yet it is a place that's extremely significant, not just in terms of its geography or where it's located in the world, but because of its history, because of its patriotism, and also because of the political upheavals that are going on there now. There was a lot of uh, shifting and shimmering going on recently there in terms of elections, parties, power changing hands. How's that been panning out uh, for the average person in Poland so far? Has it bedded in or uh, what's the outlook then over 2024 politically in, in Poland for the people this year? Yeah, I, I think there's been a big reaction to it. I, I th you know, one thing that I would say is that even the left wing, besides the radical left, which we're talking young people mainly who are seduced by this, but I know people here who are left wing and even they are anti-migration and the government knows that. And that's why Tusk immediately came out and said, we won't take one. And here's the key word. We won't take one illegal migrant. Now, if you read between the lines there, what he's actually saying is, we'll take anyone who the EU will uh, legally bring, which we know is they class everyone as a legal migrant. So it's a kind of uh, it's a kind of false statement he's saying there. But he said, we won't take any illegal migrant. Now, if there was a big left-wing lobby that wanted migration, he wouldn't have said that. He'd have said, right, bring them in. Uh, so, so, so I think I think it's going to fall apart very, very quickly with Tusk, uh, very, very quickly, and that could be the saving grace for Poland. In, in that, I, I don't think he's going to get the mandates, and I think there's going to be a big backlash. Now, one thing I would say is that uh, Poland quality of life here is very, very high. There was a recent poll saying that Poland has the second best quality of life in the whole of Europe. Only Austria is above them, and Austria is an extremely rich country. Poland's not known for being a very rich country. Uh, and I think, I think again, people, when they start to see migrants coming in, when they start to see their salaries going down, when inflation really starts to run away this year, uh, I, I just think the backlash here will be way bigger than you've seen anywhere else in Europe. And I think that could galvanize Europe in a, and, and maybe take us down a different path. Now, listen, we know that we're facing a, a monolith, a giant here. Uh, but still, I think Poland could be where we see it all really start to unravel for the globalists this year. Uh, Poland and also Hungary, you know, Hungary was another place uh, under Viktor Orban that ultimately is one of the last bastions against, you know, open borders policy and not playing ball uh, with what the EU wants them to do in terms of taking people in, refugees, unvetted men, migrants, etc. Is Tusk, basically from what you've said there, remember, uh, well, it's over a year now, it's about 18 months ago now, when Georgia Maloney uh, came into power in Italy over uh, Draghi. He was uh, moved to the side. Maloney came on like an explosion. She was saying all the right things. She was ticking all the right boxes, talking about restoring the family unit, talking about uh, closing the borders down. But then that didn't actually translate into words. The same with Suella Braverman, who was the British Home Secretary for a short tenure, Pretty Patel before her. They've all, they all 
all promise that they're going to do X and they don't deliver anything. In fact, they deliver something different than Y. You think that's going to be the same uh, setup with Tusk. Uh, people uh, are in this new phase. You know, somebody new's on the block. There's a new kid on the block. But in reality, it doesn't take long for the mask to actually slip. And like every bloody politician in the, uh, in Europe or anywhere in the world, pretty much for that matter, they are absolutely not going to improve your quality of life at all. No, he's going to destroy it. And, you know, Tusk uh, infantilizes the Polish population. He hasn't spent his life in Poland, Rick. He's spent his life in Belgium uh, at the EU with all the other globalists. And now he's clearly being sent back on a mission, just like they did with Draghi. As you say all the time on the show, these people are agents. They come and go, like in the UK with Cameron and Blair. They disappear for a while, but then they don't want to come back, in my opinion. They get instructed, right? Now you go back here. They're like chess pieces themselves. And there is a hidden hand. And all of these narratives, I believe, there's a hidden hand to it. And that's why I say it is like a bobsled. We're being taken somewhere. Uh, but I think there's also a lot of hubris. And I've said all along that 2024 will be the year of pushback. There will be parts of that which are probably engineered as well, because uh, they understand that there needs to be outlets for us, uh, and they're going to try and engineer them. But uh, but we'll see. I, I, I've got some optimism. <clears throat> Excuse me. I do have some optimism around some real pushback this year. And I just don't think the narratives are going to stick that they give us. I think people are going to immediately point to the man behind the curtain every time a new event happens. They'll say, yeah, yeah, we don't believe you. We don't believe you. And uh, and so and so that's the optimism. But I mean, obviously, all of this will feed into the much bigger narrative, which is this financial collapse. I, I think that's actually the true uh, underlying thing that people need to be aware of is that all of this is actually to mask something much bigger which is the financial system. And I think that's where the real fireworks will be this year. And that will be real events in the financial system, not engineered ones. Do you know what, Mike? I have to agree with that. And here's the other thing too. When, when not if, but when this financial collapse comes, it's going to be completely indiscriminate. So at the minute, uh, you and I could, for example, disagree politically on issues. We could disagree in terms of, uh, you know, where we stand on, you know, sexuality or uh, people diversity in the workplace or open borders. There's a lot of things you and I could disagree on potentially. But when the financial collapse comes, it will not look at your eye and decide whether or not we will be affected because of our political views or because of our postcode or because of where we live. Absolutely, everybody is going to be affected by this in ways that I don't think people can begin to comprehend just yet. And I do feel now, just uh, with a few minutes left, we were talking earlier on about the cost of living crisis. It's really biting hard for a lot of people now. We're into that post-Christmas season. We've got the Red Sea conflict that's pushing up the price of oil already into the new year year we've got the price of goods because everything's being rerouted around the keep uh, you know the, the the horn of africa instead of coming through uh you know the red sea area we've got more conflicts on the horizon rather than less conflicts on the horizon and the cost of everything generally is going up so not trying to be doom and gloom here but we have to keep it real do we not uh when the bite comes you better be prepared for it and you can never accuse us of not trying to urge people to prepare for the worst because the worst absolutely is going to happen yeah, yeah. And I would like to just plug a video that I made recently mm -hmm. called um, Tokenization. If you go to Parallel Systems Broadcast on YouTube and look at my most recent video on tokenization, uh, this is what we have to focus on because whilst all of these events are happening, that's not affecting them. Our pushback's not really stopping them. But if you take notice of what's happening in the financial realm, there's a lot going on. They're talking about tokenizing every single physical asset you own, having a global asset registry where, Rick, they would come to you, anything you've got over a set amount, they put it at $10,000. 
any assets, whether it's gold, silver, they want a physical asset registry. They want to put your stuff into it. Uh, and I just want to give you a quote by um, Hannah Arendt on the origins of totalitarianism. Only the unlimited accumulation of power could bring about the unlimited accumulation of capital. Uh, and I think that's what they're trying to do. They want to own everything and take everything. And all of that is actually being put through in the back door right now. Larry Fink of BlackRock said they want to tokenize everything. And that's the plan. So I think people need to be aware of that stuff and just maybe all these other events. It's important, but don't take your eye off the ball with the financial system because that's where the real fireworks will be. And of course, when they do own everything at that point, we have been told that we are going to be happy because we will own nothing. I'm not <laughs> well, buying Rick, into I'm that I'm always one. happy, buddy. You're always happy. I'm always happy. I'm sure yeah, of that. We don't need materialism, but listen, it helps to have a roof over your head and a few shekels in your pocket to spend as and when you see fit. And I was going to talk about that little uh, video with you that you made. It's on my list of things, but we never get around everything that we want to talk about. So please, just as we're coming up to 10, check out uh, Mike's uh, web pages. Check out uh, Parallel Mike dot com and also follow him on the x platform at parallel underscore the underscore is key parallel underscore mike check out his output it is absolutely well i was going to say it's absolutely invaluable but it's bloody well uh, important that you get jammed up in this stuff and no better place to go than to listen to mike's podcast and also his youtube program mike we're out of time i just did a jump donald trump type hand gesture there i'm not turning into a globalist but i gotta go <laughs> big love day, to you james mate rick. uh have a great day in poland uh, i'm rick munn this is locked and loaded i'm over and out james freeman's incoming we'll be back again tomorrow morning at 9 a.m sharp uk time with natalie chill for open line bye bye <laughs>